Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant, to shot. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. Anything's possible. and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA Podcast. We're coming at you today with another draft do-over and I'm joined again with my boys Michael and Cal. How you doing, boys? Doing pretty well, man. Let's do it. Another do-over. I love these. Yeah, good to be back. It's a do-over the first time. Yeah, so we, um, we're, we're doing something. We're going the next year. Last, last time we did the 2011 draft. This year we're moving on to 2012. Uh, the Anthony Davis draft, who was drafted number one in, in this this draft originally, uh, we'll see how he goes <laughs> this time around. But um, he's got a case. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. see how we go. But a um, couple of couple of highlights from this draft. This was the uh, the Michael Kidd Gilchrist and the Dion Waiters draft, also as well. Some some big names that you might may or may not remember in this draft. So um, we, we might get stuck straight into it then. No, no point sort of beating around the bush. Well. Um, we're going to start with you, Cal. You had the second pick last time. You've been moved up the ranks to number one. That's it. My um, pick of the litter. So New Orleans on the clock with Cal making the pick. All right. I think it's not a question. It's got to be Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> there's, there's, there's no reason not to get him. Um, he's just recently won a championship, proven that he can be a championship kind of um, player. I understand he was the number two option. But um, he very, very much was that 1B to LeBron James' 1A. Um, and he's still pretty young. So he's still got a, a lot more dominant years um, to go. I, I think he probably does have a defensive year, uh, defensive player of the year in, in his bag. Give him a few more years. He was second this year in voting. So just scraped the miss there. Um, when it's all said and done, he probably will be a Hall of Famer. So that's a pretty good draft pick at number one to get a Hall of Famer. There's not many Hall of Famers... Um, and in every draft, yeah. So if he's there for the taking, you, you got to go after him and grab him. Hundred percent. Well, look, it's it's tough for me to argue against that. <laughs> I think he's just guaranteed to be the number one pick in this draft. He'd be the number one pick in a lot of drafts. Um, you know, I'll, I'll throw a question. Would you, if he was thrown into two thousand and eleven draft, when we did last pod, would you take him over Kawhi Leonard? That's a good question. That is a good question. I'd probably take Kawhi over Anthony Davis at this point because I think he's done, a, he's done more accolades in his career yeah. and he's still somewhat youth, youthful as well, so he's still got a few more years. Um, but look, if you ask me that question in five years from now, maybe, maybe I'd have to revise the answer. Yeah. I think I'd take Anthony Davis. Really? I think he's a bit easier to build around and it's shown at the Clippers. Kawhi does need a point guard. I think oh, and like I, I guess don't think AD. he needs a great point guard. He just needs someone to someone better than Pat. Anthony <laughs> yeah. Davis needs some form of point guard as well. It's so. true, but I think it, it's a bit easier to build around him. He he just plugs you're so it, many right. holes in your team. I, I don't know. Like I feel like we we saw that experiment with the Pelicans and like they had decent teams. Yeah, they went to like the you know the playoffs a couple times, second round. But like I don't know, like Kawhi's team. Like, you know, he, he had decent players with him in Toronto, but, you know, nothing incredible, nothing that isn't doable to build around. So I think I'm a little on the Kawhi side of things. Um, but the, I love Anthony Davis. I think he's he's the top five player in the NBA currently for me. Um, one of the, if not the most uh, prolific defensive player in the league. Just that finals, man. You saw him covering up so many mistakes that the Lakers mm. were made and just the players were, were scared to actually go to the hoop like not, not only the blocks the block shots but the ch- shots he changed mm. were like really significant and um, and he, he's getting better like he's, his range is slowly probably a bit slower than we would like and we all get excited about three point shooting but his range is slowly getting out there and he's become quite efficient from, from the three point line yeah um, you'd agree as well Mike number one pick yeah I think it's no question alright easy one Let's, uh, let's move on to the number two pick, who is being picked by Michael today uh, for the Charlotte Bobcats. Were they the Hornets at this point? <laughs> were they the Hornets? They were still the Bobcats. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think number two is a pretty no-brainer as well. Damian Lillard's got to go too. Yeah. Um, one rookie of the year, five-time All-Star. He's made a first-team NBA, I think. 
like Draymond Green's a great winner and Beal's a great player, but Lillard's just that step ahead. Um, there's not much more I can say. He's an exceptional player that'll probably go one in a lot of the a lot of the drafts we do, but he just happened to be with Anthony Davis. Yeah, and if you, if you look at the advanced numbers, like he's actually really close to Anthony Davis, closer than I, I thought um, in your numbers like VORP, uh, box score plus minor, and even even total win shares. Um, they're, they're both really, really close. Anthony Davis comes out on top in all those numbers, but Damian Lillard's right there behind him. So mm-hmm. he's, he's an impactful player, impacts the team in winning. Um, was underrated for a while there. Yeah. Like the first... Like a few years, I don't know how, but he was he was getting left off all NBA teams, left off all star teams, um, and wasn't getting his props. But it's it's been the last few years. I think that's corrected. Yeah, and everyone's everyone's on the Damian Lillard hype train now. <laughs> yeah. So rightfully so. Um, I remember that one season where I was throwing a bit of shade at. Oh, it was more Damian Lillard throwing some shade at the the voters because Kobe got voted in on a pretty uh, inefficient year, <laughs> but. Um, I mean, look, it's it's the All-Star game for reasons for the fans. Um, but he, he's, I feel like he's secured himself to be in the All-Star game for many years to come now. Yeah. So. And, well, look, personally, I don't use All-Star um, voting or All-Star teams to sort of define a player's career, you no. know, especially when there's those legacy players that get in and that year they don't deserving. And, yeah, so I don't really hold that against Damian Lillard. He's a great player. He's easily one of the best point guards, if not the best point guard in the league at the moment. Um, we'll, we'll see how Steph comes back. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, look, he, he's close to Steph. Like he's 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 basically caught him in range. He's he's more an he's more athletic version. Um, obviously, we'll have to see how he comes back from injury. I mean, Steph didn't really put up much of a fight last year because he had that injury. Um, but there's an argument there that he's the best point guard in the league. Sure, there's an argument. That's a bit hasty. Let's, <laughs> well, let's not forget how good Steph is. Maybe we'll go into that in another pod. <laughs> he ain't no, he ain't no MVP. Let's say that he, 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 he hasn't got no rings. All right. Um, yeah. I will say from the three point line um, this season specifically, where he averaged thirty points a game, which is pretty damn impressive yeah. as his regular season. Obviously, he um, shot. 40% from three th- um, the three-point line. And that's on 10 attempts. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy. And they're tough attempts. threes. Like, these aren't like spot-up threes. We're, we're talking Logo Lillard. We're yeah. talking right yeah. now. So. He's earned that nickname. Great nickname, by the way. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but um, he's definitely earned that. And, um, yeah, as, as a point guard, did, like, I think we, we talked about this. We've done the, um, the off-season breakdown for the, the Trailblazers. But I want to get your take, Mike. Do you think that... Damon Lillard can be the best player on a championship team or is he is he like that Chris Paul just kind of too small needs a needs a running mate that's a bit bigger to go with him I think yeah I don't think the backcourt of Lillard McCollum is a championship team but I think Lillard can be the number one option in a championship team I think these Blazers have probably overachieved and that's mainly down to Lillard in their recent playoff success I yeah. think he can be a number one option. I think, and he's probably elevated McCollum's standings in the league where people see McCollum. I don't think he is as good a second option as people say yeah. he is. Yeah, and that's down to Lillard just being unreal. Yeah, I, th- I think he's really a, a number three or CJ. I think he's he's a great shooter, um, but he doesn't really bring anything defensively. And when you have someone like Dame, who's yeah. not amazing at that end either, it just becomes a bit of a weakness for teams to attack. And um, you saw teams like, I mean. Let's bring up the um, New Orleans versus um, versus Dame Lillard back in that three versus six seed a few years ago when um, obviously the Portland Trailblazers were the three seed had a great record and went against they Anthony lost, Davis yeah. in the six seed and it was a gentleman sweep and yeah. Anthony Davis really outplayed him so obviously Anthony Davis rightfully takes that number one seed because he Drew Holiday can, Drew Holiday had a big big series that, that and, and series that too. as well yeah. Drew Holiday outplayed him yeah. in my opinion yeah and and that's in a playoff series so. Um, if something like that happens, then there is a bit of a glaring weakness. Um, hasn't really happened since he's been pretty strong, um, but that, that's a bit of a concern. If you are a GM, yeah. um, I think that is a weakness. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you though, Michael. I think he, he can be the best player on a championship team, but I, as, as this roster is currently constructed, I don't think it's the team that's going to get it done. No, they need like a they need a, a scoring sort of bigger athletic wing, yeah, or, or a dynamic. Big man like an Anthony Davis, or but there's not many of those in the league. Um, no, so valuable commodity. <laughs> yeah, few and far between. So I, I don't see them them getting done as currently constructed um, at the moment. Um, 
So, two pretty easy picks. I guess we'll move on to the next one um, with pick number three that will be made by me. Alright, I still think there's a pretty clear number three pick here and um, picking for the Washington Wizards. History repeats itself and I am picking Bradley Beal to pair alongside with John Wall. Um, those two draft picks, the, the Wizards haven't gone wrong here. It's the, it's the rest of the roster. Yeah. And Bradley Beal, early on in his career, struggled with in injury, had, had a lot of missed games, um, took a little while to get into the player that he eventually is now. Um, but someone who is playing the best basketball of his career personally, um, it's not contributing to winning basketball at the moment, but if you look at that Wizards <laughs> roster, I can't really blame him. <laughs> hey, Thomas Bryant, man. <laughs> But yeah, put about 30 a game. Like he, he's, he's developed as a playmaker, um, always a threat from deep now. Um, someone who's got a little bit of athleticism. He's, he's bigger than someone like a Damian Lillard. So um, is whilst not a great defender, not a complete liability on, on the defensive end, uh, can sort of hold his own somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not a plus, but I guess in this point of the draft, he is someone that I can see being my number one player, at least on a, a competitive, contending, maybe not a championship winning team, but but definitely a team who's in the playoff hunt and, and maybe making a, a second or, or conference finals appearance. Any gripe with that number three pick there? No, that's where I had Bill as well. I think, yeah, he's not, he's not going to be a championship winning first option, but I think he's a fantastic third option if a team can get him and could work as a second as well. Yeah, I think he could definitely be a second option. Yeah, I agree. I could be a second option. I mean, the man put up 30 points a game this season. Yeah. So, well, he has been a second option with John Wall for the last oh, six years. Well, I was kind of, like, uh, to later stages of that, it was kind of yeah, 1A, you, 1B. It's, you could probably go either way on that. You could see it heading towards Beal at one point and, yeah. and just the value of his shooting was, was a bit more prominent there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Wall's um, lack of an ability from yeah. from three point, but um, and I feel like it's more like Wall, Wall's weakness of, of shooting becomes a bit more glaring in the playoffs. So towards the later end of, of that combo, you, you you can see they're leaning towards Beal a yeah. bit more because um, yeah, and in tight stretches, the defense can really home in on someone like Wall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, I think I think he's could be a number two option as well. Um, definitely an amazing number three option. Um, as I said, thirty points a game is um, not an easy task. So I'm, it was actually just him and James Harden this year who put up over 30 points in the regular season uh, before the shutdown. So if you're putting up, um, if you're in the points category with James Harden, you're doing something right. Yeah, so that's pretty damn impressive. His uh, three-point field goal as well, crazy. Um, pretty pretty good. He had a few seasons on 40% field goal. Um, that last season dropped down to 35. Um, so it wasn't as efficient, but you, you see every year's points per game has pretty much gone up aside from that third year. Um, so pretty pretty good on um, development curve as well. Um, I'd probably say the first three years you, you have to wait a little bit though. He, he probably came out of the gates on that fourth and, and fifth year, so yeah. bit of a development curve. You have to stash him a little bit, but that's all right. He's a great player and um, he's still pretty young as well. Yeah, I think he'll still be playing at a high level for for a few more years now. Um, just to throw some other names that I was considering at this pick that were on my on my draft board. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you got Draymond Green there. You got Chris Middleton, both quality players. I just don't see them if I'm at this position with Washington, being the best player on a quality team. Yeah, Draymond might pair well with with a John Wall, but how far is that team actually going? Plus, I don't know if I want those two in the same locker room together. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think um, yeah. Look, ideally, Bradley Beal is is a better number one guy than than those other two who are more your two or three options on a yeah. good team. So I think Beal was the last player on the board with, I guess, like franchise player potential. Uh, yeah, and, and that's the reason that I, I pick him at that, that number spot there. Yeah. Um, after that, I think he gets a bit... You, you could you could go a number, a number of different ways. So I think those top three, they, they fall in order quite nicely. Um, we'll move over to Cleveland with Callum with the number four pick. Oh, the commissioner the commissioner <laughs> shut it down, did he? What's going on? That's right. right. That's right. Um, I'm going to have to select Draymond Green. Oh, yeah. and, and, and let me let me say why. Yep. Three-time NBA champion. Five-time all-defensive <laughs> team. Two-time All-NBA. 2016 to 17 Defense Player of the Year. 2016-17 Steel Champ. All right. How did this man slip? Career average of nine points per game. <laughs> 
Is there a trophy for steel champs? <laughs> I don't think they award steel champs. <laughs> Look, the, the past two years, yes, he hasn't averaged over eight points a game. Yeah. But that's not what he's there for. No. He's right. a glue guy. He passes the ball. He runs the point. He, he led um, this Golden State, this championship Golden State team assists for multiple years. Um, so that shows how effective he can be. Steals and blocks per game, usually around, hovering around that kind of one and a half to one and a half, which is um, yeah. pretty good. And, and that's where his, his presence really is felt. You could see in a lot of those playoff series, he'd dominate a lot of games. I remember um, in, in one of the Cleveland series in, in the finals, he put up like a five-steal, five-block game. And it was just th- things like that is what it's winning basketball. And this man is a winner. Even though he can't shoot, I, I literally am worried sometimes when he's on the fast break and has an open layup because I don't have faith in him at all. Um, but then again, you, you, can, you can show signs of um, that game seven that Cleveland pulled out to win the championship Draymond put up over 30 points that game. He was like a 30 and 10. Okay. He was carrying that offense in when it counted. Yeah. So maybe as a GM, you could say, hey, maybe there's a couple of avenues um, and his ceiling wasn't quite reached um, on, on the um, scoring front. And defensively, I think it's always been there. So maybe there's a bit more of a high, higher ceiling in terms of this pure stats. But he's a, he's a great player to have in your team, and I'm, I'm very happy to select him at the number four pick. Yeah, 100%. So... I, like for me, it was between him and Chris Middleton. Personally, I would have gone Chris Middleton. Ooh. Oh, oh, um, really? Yeah, I just over I a three-time NBA champion. Look, I'm taking. <laughs> yeah, I know, he, and he's probably a Hall of Famer. He's probably going to be someone that enters the Hall of Fame, um, just due to the fact that he's won all these awards, um, and he fits perfectly on that Golden State team. Mm-hmm. Like you could not create a more well-balanced player to to run alongside that team. He is part of the reason that they're so they're able to get out and run. Like if he gets the rebound, he's not looking to pass to a guard. He's just putting the ball on the floor, and Clay and Steph are able to run to their corners, and he's able to find them. Cool. I'm gonna put the uh, the GM hat on for Cleveland here. Do you really want Cleveland to pair Draymond Green with Kyrie Irving? I think that's a good combo. Kyrie can shoot. You just need someone that can shoot with Draymond. I'm getting some. I'm getting some like Philadelphia Allen Iverson vibes <laughs> with that team now. You know, <laughs> you're getting Kyrie Irving, Draymond, and Tristan Thompson. Like that's that seems like a lot of Kyrie Irving offense going through him, and that's that's why I like the uh, the combination of of Chris Middleton there. Look, it. I was when in our preparation list, I was flipping those two all the time, and, and so I could be swayed either way. But Chris Middleton, especially lately, he, he's been he's been winning me over. Um, so maybe just for a bit more of an offensive flavor um, on this team. Yeah, would, Chris would Middleton's like a nice player, but I think just what Draymond Green alone brings with just like. He anchors a defense. He's like one of the most intelligent players in the NBA. Yeah, and no, just, no arguments here. He brings everyone's defensive level and offer. He can run an offense well as well. Yeah, just up. He improves everyone. It's sort of similar to how like LeBron improves everyone on his team. Yeah. So I think that's just so valuable in this NBA, especially like a rebuilding team like the Cavs. Yeah. To bring in that sort of mentality and set the bar is so important for like a building franchise. Yeah. And yeah, and, and it really was the turning point for the Golden State Warriors when they actually because I remember they used, they had David Lee as their starting power forward mm. um, for a little while there, and, and and people loved David Lee. He was playing really good basketball, putting yeah. up good numbers. It's the double double. And um, when <laughs> twenty and ten, I think the only reason that Draymond started starting was because he got injured yeah. and um, it never conceded the stole the role, stole the role, and and literally just with his play, with his dynamic ability to get the ball up and down the court, play defense, something that David Lee didn't really offer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, definitely turned those Warriors, that Warriors team around and was the catalyst for them going on to be the 73-9 and nine team that they ended up becoming before Kevin Durant even came to the side. So um, can't argue with that there. I just don't know if, if he's not in that situation, not on that team with those shooters and the, the, the coaching that they had and all the other players around him. I don't know if it works as well. Um, I think he could have developed a bit more of a three-point shot. You, you could have made him more of a three and D. I think it could have been a completely different outcome, totally. But the defense is there, and that's championship-level defense. And um, you're telling me you wouldn't be intimidated by Ennis and Barry Jail and Draymond Green frontcourt? <laughs> or or uh, Tristan Thompson and uh, yeah, Draymond look, Green frontcourt? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be nervous if I was another team. <laughs> I'd be more worried about getting my teeth punched in, really. <laughs> yeah, look, you, I can't argue it, but yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a future Hall of Famer. What, what can we say? I, like, I really believe that, and I think he's a, one of the most unique players in the NBA. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how long his career is um, and how he 
you know, after having a down year last year with without much talent around him. Um, I guess is another knock that I have against him. You know, you look what happened to him last year when there was no Steph, no Clay. You know, perhaps that's the actual Draymond Green you're getting in Cleveland, but who knows? Who knows? And we'll see how, how his career progresses from there. Um, all right, we'll move on to the number five pick for the Sacramento Kings being taken by Michael. Uh, my draft board hasn't been messed up so far. It's uh, all gone into place as planned, so okay. I haven't had to think on the fly. So I'll take Chris Middleton at five. Cool, calm, collected. Yeah. No, no thought needed. No. Uh, I, was, I was considering Andre Drummond. He's got some nice stats in his career, but I think <laughs> if, we, if we're drafting with hindsight where the NBA is going, Chris Middleton's just like almost picture perfect. Yeah. He's just so efficient. I've never seen a player get so close to a 50-40-90 season before without getting it. Yeah. 49.7 field goal this year. Um, a great number two option. It's sort of... So, I don't really know why it doesn't work in the Bucks. Yeah, well, I don't think it's his fault. People, I don't think it's his fault. No, it's not his fault. No, I, and, and I, I, I like Chris Middleton. He, he makes some tough shots. Um, he's creative. Um, he's a good defender. Great defender, in fact. Um, you know, in this situation, you'd be pairing him with um, Boogie Cousins. So <laughs> <laughs> the level head of Middleton. <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe some of that level headness rubs you, off on him. You didn't want to get Drummond to go with Boogie Cousins. Did, Look, did you consider that pairing? Spicing is that giant. <laughs> yeah. Look, well, Sacramento actually tried to do that when they drafted Thomas Robinson at this pick. <laughs> <laughs> so you're already one step ahead of the actual GM. rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> rebounds wins game. You know, at the time, I can actually vividly remember me actually getting excited about Thomas Robinson in this draft. I wow. remember like just the hype of him coming. He was out. super he, athletic. He, he was a yeah, big boy. He was. Yeah. And that since taught me a lesson about athleticism in college. That yeah. if, if the player's just bigger than everyone else, just let's just take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Because his career did go anywhere really. No. So. Yeah, it's a reason he went number five there. He did he look, he did the eye test, but I uh, just didn't really put it together. Yeah, I was pretty excited for Thomas Robertson. But anyway, um, yeah, Chris Middleton. So do you think that, that that Sacramento team gets into the playoffs at least? That's something they never were able to achieve? Well, they were sort of like a revolving door for a while. Like they had Rudy Gay come in and who else did they? They had Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas. obviously. Yeah, they so had a few good players. So depending on sort of what players they managed to trade in, I think that all... could sneak into an eighth seed. Yeah. You, you got Isaiah Thomas. You could play Chris Milton at the two, Rudy yeah. at the three. You know, have someone, it doesn't really matter, at the four, then Boogie at the five. That's a, that's a solid team. Yeah, I you, think... You're getting buckets. Yeah. You're outscoring them. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's the modern NBA before they reach it. Yeah, and and look, he, he, he was contributing pretty early on, like, you know. And in his fourth year, he really stepped up to 18 points, which yes. is pretty good. Yeah, and um, had, had an injury riddle um, next year, but since then has basically been a, a 20 points per game score and, and maintained solid defense throughout the, the entire thing. A career 39% shooter from three-point range. Um and is able to is one of those players that is actually able to create his own shot. Like he's not someone who just yeah. spots up and shoots, um, or, or gets shots on the back of Giannis. Um, there are situations where they just give the ball to Milton, everyone clears out, and he goes and gets his own. So um, someone that is able to do that. Which yeah, is well, the valuable. one game they took off uh, the Heat yeah. was just Middleton sort of oh. going off as the number one option. Maybe maybe Milwaukee should just yeah, drive Milton. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, and, and yeah, efficient player. Um, so, yeah, I think, think great pick. Great pick at that point. Thank you, man. You, you don't have any questions there, Carl? You wouldn't take Drummond over him? Um, I, I'd, uh, I would consider it, but I think Chris Milton's just... In this day's NBA, he just, he's such a good fit. 3 and D, efficient, can play with anyone. So it's, I think it's a pretty clear option. Awesome. All right, well, let's move on to the sixth pick taken by the Portland Trailblazers. So this pick, they obviously took Damian Lillard, which is probably the, the steal of the draft. Um, and so I'm sorry, Portland, that you're not getting Damian Lillard this time. And, um, but I will save your draft here with Andre Drummond. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here's your 20, 20 and 20 games coming out <laughs> with no defensive impact. Love that. Just raw stats coming at you. Look. <laughs> Was was Roy was was Brandon Roy still on this team at this point, or had he, he? I don't think so. I think he had packed up. Yeah, you had Lamarcus Aldridge there. Um, Nick Batum was still. Nick Batum was still there. You've got I think Wesley Matthews was still on the team. So look, he's going to come in you know, that big big um, pairing. Him, him and Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge. You know, yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge's got that spacing. 
You got all the rebounds in the world. You know this. This <laughs> could be blast. this could be a good team. You know, Lamarcus Aldridge is still going to be my number one guy. Look, I don't love it. <laughs> I'm not a big Andre Drummond fan. Um, he's yeah. He he just screams empty stats. Um, he's always played in a in a bad Detroit team, and and now he's on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And and before we know it, Andre Drummond could be out of the league in the next two or three years. You know the way that everything's going. Um, it would not surprise me at all. Whereas some of these other guys behind him may still have a role, at least as a role player. But the the gap between him and the next player is it starts to get pretty ugly. So um, I think Andre Drummond's the the clear choice there. Any arguments? Look, I think um, we're, we're missing out on some of his big achievements here. Two-time All-Star, <laughs> Andre Drummond. Two-time All-Star. Jesus. Jeez, is, that, is that more than Chris Middleton? It might be. Maybe. Uh, no, Chris had his second this year, I didn't think, he? I think they, oh, they're two they? now. Yeah. yeah. Um, led the league in rebounds four years. Could Re- do it again. Can I just say one thing? Can I say one thing about rebounds? It is the most overrated stat in the NBA. Like, there is... <laughs> Like, like rebounding is not as impressive, especially what, what they should do is they should have like a, a contested rebound stat and an yeah. uncontested rebound stat because I swear Andre Drummond just pushes all his own teammates out of the way and grabs their rebounds. Big body. Like just with those shoulders and his shoulder hair. He's so, just like, so much hair in that man. My goodness. Like, look, yeah, he gets a lot of offensive rebounds, which is a more impressive stat for me, but... But, you know, getting 11 defensive rebounds a game, like, big whoop, you know. Like, how is that contributing to you? That's just stealing, like, two or three off your guard. Yeah. No, no, like, yeah, sure, he's a good rebounder, but who cares? (laughs) And that's that's the whole thing, like, the Russell Westbrook thing, you know. Yeah, he averaged 10 rebounds a game. Who cares? So, (laughs) and that's his main draw card, you know. One person, well, you could point to his steals and blocks, but if you actually watch him play... He doesn't play defense. For, for every steal or block you have, he'll have two times where a guy back cuts him and yeah. gets a wide-open dunk. So. Didn't realize he made an NBA third team. Yep, all-NBA team as well, yeah. There you go. I guess that's more because the centers, there's just yeah. not as much competition. The NBA needs to change that too. They, yeah. need, to, they need to get rid of that center spot in the all-NBA yeah. team. Look, yeah. It, it's um, interesting how if you do the counting stats and the steals and blocks, there's multiple years where he's got more of those counting stats than Draymond Green. Who, who oh, wins yeah. defensive player of the year yeah but the defensive presence is not even close mm. and, and that's that argument for it really is this kind of meaningless stats yeah so yeah. although he did get a, a defensive player of the year vote from a couple of media members this year <laughs> which is well deserved yeah well maybe they should put someone like so, someone like us on the on the voting ballot um, alright here's where things start to get interesting so we, we I think we had a clear top six I think personally you can go all different directions from here on out the the second half of this draft so we'll move on to Golden State who is being picked by Callum Mack uh, on the on the clock I'm glad the GM could have given me an intro that time yep um, <laughs> just no respect <laughs> I'm gonna have to take um, it's it's an interesting pick for the roster that Golden State currently have yeah um, but I'm just going to take the best asset there, and I think it's Evan Fournier. Really? I think he's, I think he's a walking bucket. What? He, yeah, he puts up like 20 points a game almost. Uh, we'll, we'll go through his achievements. He's 18 and a half points in this in this season. Um, very efficient from from three. 37 and a half career. Because you don't have enough three point shooting on that goal. Shooting is my highlight. I feel like I could bring him in as like a um, a six man kind of role. He's a spark plug off the bench. Um, I think that probably, to be honest, that probably should have always been his... Um, if, if you run it back and you make him a six-man, yeah. I think he could have achieved that. Um, and, and when you look at the other people on the board, yes, look, I considered people like, say, you know, Harrison or, or Jay. Or, but, I mean, after that, it really kind of drops off. But it's, to me, it was between those two players, Evan Fournier or Bar- um, Harrison Barnes. Yes, Harrison Barnes was obviously on the championship <laughs> roster. It worked. <laughs> I was about to point out. Yeah. You know what did work? <laughs> Harrison Barnes. That's, I had Harrison Barnes, and my only thing in my drafts was it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Why change it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, bro. Like, on that team, he did exactly what he needed to do. Yeah, but it still wasn't even that impressive, though. Like, I don't think he was that good defensively, and he just kind of hit the open shot. Like, that was his role. That's it was like, needed. It was like, yeah, but I feel like Evan could have done a better job than that. That could have been even better. Uh, yeah, the ceiling's he, raised in it. He doesn't have anywhere near, and I'm not saying Harris Barnes is a great defender, but Evan Fournier is a horrible defender. <laughs> and, and he doesn't have the athleticism and that cutting 
sort of threat that Harrison Barnes has, especially on a team where the floor is so spaced. You want that with Harrison Barnes, someone that can go get a dunk or yeah, play fast and in transition. So I don't think Evan Fournier gives you that ability. And the, the, I think the reason that Harrison Barnes gets a bit of a flack at the moment is because of his enormous contract. Yeah. yeah. If he didn't have that stupidly large contract, he'd actually be a decent player on, on, a, on a decent team. Yeah, he's become quite underrated because of that contract. I yeah. Think. Like the, he's still, he's an efficient scorer. He's, yeah. He shoots about 40% every season and gets... You're 17, 18. Doesn't do anything else. No, but, but like that's but, better than Wiggins. At least yeah. it's like relatively efficient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, who would you rather on this this next roster? Wiggins or Harrison Barnes? You, know, oh. you could easily argue Harrison Barnes. He's yeah. probably a better three point shooter. Um, so I don't know, that Evan Fournier pick as a as a as a GM behind you, I'm I'm salivating. <laughs> I had, I had him down my next moment. I, I just think he's a better, he's just a better player. I'm one of the look. You got to take the best player in the draft. That's what I've always thought. Um, you, you can figure the other things out. You need a three and D specialist to come. I mean, you had Iggy. I mean, Iggy was the guy who like defended LeBron. Iggy was the guy. I mean, obviously at this point in 2012, you didn't have him, but I'm assuming you can re-sign him in free <laughs> yeah, agency. Yeah, we're assuming yeah. things happen. We're assuming way. yeah, some some repeats there. And it, if anything, it becomes more of a. Um, a hole in this team, so they're like, oh, we have to get Iggy. Let's let's bring Iggy in. Mm. So okay, playing the desperation card, <laughs> <laughs> getting the team more desperate, are you? All right, he'd fit well in that small ball lineup. Just put him into the two. You got Clay at the three, play Iggy at the four, and Draymond at the five. But Evan Fournier again, he's another player that screams good stats, bad team to me. Like he's he's played his entire career, um, you know, at Orlando and. I don't know. Like they've never been good, Orlando, and he's never been... squeezed into eight seeds. I wouldn't say it's like a Michael Carter Williams, where it's like yeah, a okay. shocking Look, team. Yeah, but he and even then though, he's not been the best player on that team. They've He'd had be the second like best. Fusevich, I, I would argue. Yeah, Fusevich and then him, right? Yeah, but you've also still you, know, you put Aaron Gordon. Like how much better is he than Aaron Gordon? It's kind of close. And then you've got Jonathan Isaac, who was going to be the next best guy until his injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, I don't know. I just he's just such a nothing pick to me. Yeah. Haters. I've got some haters. What do you think, Mike? Are you, are you... Yeah, I can't, can't uh, justify that. <laughs> the, sh- the sheer fact that led to the championship. Yeah, like you had a layup there, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say probably don't go did, on Did I do a dream on green? Did I, did I miss the layup? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you overthought it, and yeah, now we're like, we're, I was ready to move on from that pick in, in two seconds. <laughs> anyway, so, we, well, we've got a falling, so we'll move on to Toronto at pick number eight uh, with Michael. So is this thrown out? You, you, your draft was thrown out now? Well, I was planning to take Fournier at eight, oh, but okay. I'll, I'll gladly take Harrison Barnes and maybe Raptors go on to get a ring now. Oh, he's the guy. He, he's the missing piece. He's the, the glue guy. Yeah, I definitely rate him about Fournier. I think, like you said, Fournier's stats are sort of exaggerated because he's been on some bad teams. Um, I think Harrison Barnes plays a role. It's score. That's about it. Yeah. But you're not going to get much more at this stage of the draft. Um, yeah. There's not much more I can say, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, I, I personally, yeah, I think on Toronto, he's probably more likely to be like a, a go-to scorer than any of these other guys in the, in the rest of the draft. Another player, did you consider Jay Crowder at all at this pick? I would. He's my next on the list. Yeah. But I think Harrison Barnes is a level above Jay Crowder, and yeah. sort of you look at like the contract people paid him. He is valued above Jay Crowder in the league, and I think there's a reason for it. He's he can create his shot a bit more. He's not literally just a spot up three guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he does have that. He's able to sort of get, put on the dribble, get to the hoop. He's got a bit more athleticism. Yeah, maybe a bit more shot creating. Yeah, um, probably not the defense that Jay Crowder has, but um, still serviceable. Yeah, you could say. Um, yeah, I think any consideration to like Will Barton or, or anyone like that, or yeah, just I'm not a fan of Will Barton. Yeah. I think he was nice for a couple of years, and then it's become evidently clear that he like he's a bit injury isn't prone. That good? Yeah, uh, he's he's had some derailing kind of just upsetting injuries. He just looks out of control to me whenever I watch him play. He's yeah. just like mm-hmm. making it up on the fly, and sometimes it works. Go, go on, it looks that's like your favorite player, Westbrook. There, man, <laughs> I love Westbrook. <laughs> Yeah, it's a clear pick. He he put up you know 19 points a game in that Dallas team. He was pretty much um, we well, was working beside Dirk at that point, wasn't he? But he, he was very much you know if not a number two or, or even a number one option for that team. Um, it was a kind of a deepish team. It was a weird team though, in that Rick Carlisle 2016-17 um, Dallas team. But was that with he, Monte or was that after Monte? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Monte, the walking bucket. Oh, I mean, love is a Monte Ellis. That might have been after. I think it could have been after. Um, it was mainly as him in, in the later stages of, of Dirk. So he, he's a good pick. He um, doesn't really give you any assists. Or yeah. Really. It's, it's weird to look at his steals. Well, well, what would you think is the most steal? Like, I would have thought he at least got over one steal a game for nah. one season. Nah. He's never done that in a season before. <laughs> His career high is 0.8 steals a game. Yeah, he's too busy getting buckets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, look, you play offense and you play defense in from, basketball. From an analytics point of view, he's actually a fair way down on this draft class. He's 18th in VORP. Um, he's 24th in win shares per 48. Um, and, and down also pretty far in, in VORP as well. So there are a few players that... Uh, sorry, 13th in VORP um, that, that rank ahead of him, including the guy who I personally would have taken over him in Jay Crowder, who who's, comes out pretty well in those numbers. Um, and that's even with him playing on a team that did go, you know, pretty good in the Golden State Warriors. And so, they did all right. Yeah, they did okay. So for him to be down on those numbers considering the team he was on um, is a little worrying. Yeah, but even a, even a season of the Kings can really hurt. It's tanked. Takes you right down. Ruins you. That's a great point. That's a great point. All right, let's move on um, to the number... Where are we up to? Number ninth pick. Oh, My draft order has been thrown out. Detroit Pistons. And Detroit obviously originally drafted Andre Drummond at this point, which, you know, and in this draft, actually not a bad not a bad pick, let, let's say. Decent. Um, at this point, uh, I didn't. I didn't. I honestly still expected Evan Fournier to be on the on the on the, the really? clock there. But um, I'm going to go with with Jay Crowder at this point. I think he's the best player available. Um, he is a an excellent player to be in amongst a winning culture and a winning team. Um, he's not a star player, but he he's definitely a player who can start and contribute on a championship level team. He is. He's able to shoot the ball relatively well, um, at least passable. He's a, a pretty good defender. Uh, he's got some size on him, so he can have that switchability, able to go out and guard the LeBrons of the world, but also some other smaller wings. Um, so I think just a, a good solid piece to add to a, a good good team. Um, I considered Will Barton, I suppose. He originally, I had him over Evan Fournier. Um, and then, of course, Evan Fournier was there that I thought potentially could still be here. But at this point, I don't see any of these other guys being a go-to scorer, so I just want a good solid glue guy. Yeah, I had Drake Crowder at nine. I think like he's actually one of the most valuable free agents coming up in the season now, and that's yeah. one because <laughs> the free agent class this year. Which is, yeah, I was going to say, which is quite scary. But. but also, he's just like the prototypical player that every like yeah. good team wants to add to their roster at this point those switchable 3 and D wings yeah. yeah he's exactly where the NBA has gone so getting him even at the ninth pick is going to help you might not jump and you'll probably get another good pick that you can pair him with someone else yeah maybe so <laughs> maybe Pistons aren't baiting into paying Drummond all those millions of dollars for yeah. Yeah. six years look in this draft class he was an older player like he was 22 in, in his first year in the NBA so Probably not going to have as long a career as, as maybe some of these other guys behind him, but um, I think for what you're getting, um, particularly those years in Boston, um, he played really well. Big steals guy. Had, had a, multiple years where he's averaging over two steals a game. Um, oh, sorry, not, not, not over two steals, sorry. Uh, over a steal and a half a game. Uh, I remember there was one patch in early early one year. He was just racking up three steals a game. I only remember because it sticks out in my fantasy years. So <laughs> I was like, where is Jay Crowder getting all these steals It from? must have been his Boston year. That, that yeah. was his high year for sure. Yeah, and so he was playing a lot more minutes then. He contributed to a team, a Boston team that went into the conference finals, eventually losing to LeBron. Um, he put well in those playoffs there. I don't remember team. that. He kind of like battled with LeBron, which yeah, is weird 100%, to think about. Yeah, I, I remember that was the Isaiah Thomas team. Mm. Uh, he was a big part of that team. He um, was. Like a huge piece. It was him, Avery Bradley, and Isaiah Thomas were, were sort of the big big pieces there. Kelly Olynyk was a little bit in there. but um, So able to contribute to winning basketball is my, my reason there. Yep. I think it's understated just how um, he's actually a real big dude. And like, well, when you see him next to LeBron... Sometimes I'm um, obviously LeBron's an absolute freak, but he, he looks—he's just big. He's a big dude, yeah. and like he—he he, he was had big stretches on Anthony Davis and big stretches on LeBron James. Yeah, and it's—it's um, it's a player like that that every, every team needs, as, as we touched on. So yeah. it's he, the modern NBA. It is. It is. So I think it's a great pick. Um, I'm a big fan of Dre. Um, so Jay Crowder, number nine, top ten. Top ten. All right, let's move on to where are we at? Number ten, the New Orleans Pelicans, picked by Callum again. 
All right, at this point, guys, it really drops off a cliff. <laughs> it really gets pretty tough. It's really, what kind of role player do you want? Um, yeah, I, have a, player. I have a selection of people who really are just kind of bench players. <laughs> so yep. um, to throw some names out there, I guess I'd be considering between Will Barton, Sadoransky, maybe Rivers or Terrence Ross, but... Really, um, you go going also the the rivers route already. Oh, look, look, I'm the same people I'm considering. Yeah, yeah. you're liking a reach this we're, draft. Yeah, we're getting real desperate now. <laughs> <laughs> it it falls off a cliff. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to take Will Barton at the tenth pick. Yeah, congrats, Will. You you made it into the uh, top ten. You joined so Anthony Davis. You did. He um look he he averaged more points per game than Jay Crowder ever did in a regular season. So uh, we'll give him that. That was. 15.1 points a game. Yeah, so big time. Six rebounds as well. So that's, I mean, he hasn't been shocking. He, he, this past season, he put the 37.5% from the three-point line, so that's kind of clicking as well. Um, he, he's always just, yeah, had those injuries the past two seasons, 43 games and 58 games played. So um, I'm, I'm hoping he can stay healthy. He got a pretty reasonable contract when he had a good year in that 17-18 Denver yeah. um, run. Yeah. Um, so ho- hopefully I think he probably just suits that six man off the bench or score off the bench not really a six man but he was elevated to the starter role because that Denver team didn't really have a small forward yeah. I don't think that's really tailored for him he should just be a bench scorer and I think he could could do well in that position he's, he's a positive to a team I think uh, look he, he's he spent most of his career coming off the bench to be fair like it's only in the last couple of years that he's been a starter and again even then that's because like there's been a glaring hole of that position on this team uh, I imagine that this coming season he will start to come off the bench again and um, Porter Jr. will um, sort of take that role Yeah. Uh, at least I would do that if I was the coach um, so when you're drafting him onto this uh, New Orleans team chances are that's going to be the, the role he takes and I think that's a decent role to pair alongside, alongside Anthony Davis um, he's actually he's it's not, a, not a bad three point shooter like 30, 35% for his career and, and improving the, the last few years he's shooting up around 37% which actually surprised me when I was looking at these so um, I didn't think he was that good of a three point shooter but um, yeah definitely a threat from out there so someone that can space the floor um, a decent facilitator-ish can, yeah, he's, can put, he's put up four dimes a game that's it's not too bad. That's not right, too bad. Something, yeah. right? Two and a half for his for his career, but early in early in his career, he wasn't doing much of that at all. But recently, he's developed that part of his game. So, a solid player, I think. Yeah, he's a very serviceable role player. Do you have anyone different, Mike? No, nah, I had Will Barton going at ten. Yeah, yeah, this fair is, enough. Uh, all going to plan. Plus, he's in. <laughs> plus, he was in the dunk contest. That's cool, right? Yeah, was he, was he in the he, dunk contest? He was. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Will the thrill. Who won that year? I. Couldn't even tell you the year he was in it. I just remember that he was in there. Wow. <laughs> Didn't know he had bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the number 11 pick with Mike and the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I'm going to take my guy Terrence Ross. Ooh, big Ooh. Terrence. I think he's probably the best role player available there. Kind yeah. of a 3 and D guy that doesn't play D. <laughs> <laughs> Just a 3 guy. Um, I mean, he's putting up like 15 or so points the last few seasons at Orlando. He's been a decently efficient three-point shooter. Yeah. Um, athletic cutter. That's all I can really get at this point. I'm really scraping yeah. the bottom of the barrel. I think that's where we're at in the point of this draft. Yeah. Like, there's a and like if you notice the last few picks, we've been going wing, 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 wing. So lots of lots of those role players, role players in, in yeah. these, these last few picks. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the Portland fans aren't too uh, unpleased with me there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fine pairing. Who do we have? Oh, we had Andre Drummond going with them before, so yeah. you get some space in there. <laughs> Got uh, Drummond and Terrence Ross. Yeah. <laughs> there you this go. This redraft didn't go too well for me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I personally had Jeremy Lamb at that point, but you know, who cares really? Like same, 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 same really. <laughs> it's it's sort I of. I get like, a bit more production from Terrence Ross from the go. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb. Took a bit more athleticism. Yeah. He, he probably looks. Dunk like contest him. winner. Oh, so yeah, yeah. One up. Maybe he should have gone above. Maybe there's some jersey sales there. Some <laughs> yeah. money. Bring in some revenue. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyone that's glaringly obvious that you think we'd miss, Cal? Not really. I, I think you could take anyone at this point, and, it, and it's reasonable. Terrence Ross, yeah, sure. Why not? He, he put up 15 points a <laughs> game at one point. <laughs> yeah. um, he He's not, yeah, look, he's not amazing. Um, he's good to have on your team, I guess. He can shoot the three. 
Fair enough. <laughs> Why are we in the NBA? That's, that's the only credential for a lottery pick. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next pick with the Houston Rockets. Uh, pick 12. So Houston Rockets, look, I was expecting to get Terrence Ross at this pick and it would have fit perfectly in my system with the, the three-point shooting. <laughs> so you're throwing a spanner in the works on me there. You know, what do I do? Do I... Do I pick a Dion Waiters and, and, and go that way? or I'm really uh, hoping he goes on draft. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I just mixing up and going with a Tony Roden and just getting lots of stats? Well, that would be a huge mix up. Well, what about bringing Austin Rivers back to Houston? Ooh, he fits so well there. He knows that, yeah, well, look, he's, he's doing all right. He's doing all right there. Um, there's, a, there's an analytics darling who's looking at me in Carlo Quinn who's sticking out like, a, like dog's balls in his <laughs> analytics. He's right up there. Um, but being from Houston, we don't need centers. Um, so I, I will I will go ahead and take Jeremy Lamb. Uh, I think he's just the, the best role player available. Like again, I'm not excited about it. I'll probably be in the lottery next year. Yeah. But, although, is this where I trade for James Harden next year? I think you've just acquired James Harden. Oh, excellent. And then you're we're, picking to. Yeah. We're, all right. Well, this well, this is our this is where we're off and off and going. Well, actually, this was the trade that. Um, or did okay. they trade this pick? Okay, so yeah, oh, they traded they took this Jeremy pick. Lamb. Yeah, yeah right. so, so you have to take Jeremy Lamb to make the trade happen. Yeah, you have to if you're Houston. Right? Yeah, oh. if you want Harden, you take Jeremy Lamb. Well, then the history repeats itself. I get James Harden. This is the perfect pick. <laughs> <laughs> I've so you're really picking more James of a Harden. no-brainer than Anthony Davis at one. Hundred percent. This is this is exactly how I foresaw this coming. Oh, so God, you're good. Yep, I'm a great GM. Let's go. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised. No one picked up Jeremy Lamb a bit earlier just to obviously trade for James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> you only have to throw in a couple late late first round picks, yeah, whatever. Yeah, him and Stephen Adams. Yeah, who knows? Well, it became Stephen Adams. So yes. it was just, it was just Kevin late Barnes was in that trade. People forget. He was a good player. For oh yeah, a Kevin second. Martin. Yeah, yeah. Was he the headliner? Or was Jeremy Lamb the headliner? I guess it was Kevin Martin. Kevin, Kevin Martin. Martin. Yeah. He's coming off like a twenty point, 20 point season. season. Jeremy Lamb was not. Jeremy Lamb's like, oh, I had this great prospect, <laughs> Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I draft James Harden. All right. Let's <laughs> let's move on to the thirteenth pick with Phoenix. All right. I've got um, I've got some great options here. This is the first names. You got Rivers, Harkless, Myers Leonard, Mike Scott. Carlo Quinn I, I consider all those people <laughs> it's amazing those guys haven't been drafted yet yeah. <laughs> I know right absolute steals back here um, what about the number two pick Michael Kidd Gilchrist like, that, that's true look maybe if I brought it in a proper like shooting coach maybe I could change it he was good defensively god that shot was that ugly. shooting coach would have some salary if he turned that shot around. oh my god <laughs> People thought Lonzo was bad. <laughs> Go back to Michael Kidd. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It is the worst form I've ever seen. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on MKG. Okay. I'm gonna have to go with Austin Rivers. Austin mm, Rivers. Austin Rivers. I like Austin Rivers. I think he's a baller. Um, he, he shows flashes. He's a scorer. He um, took a while to develop. Even um, with even with uh, the Dragon Gord Dragons on your team. At this that's point? right. We know he's leaving. Like he'll get traded. Okay. This, I'm starting my three-headed snake earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing like, in Isaiah. I'm, maybe I'll go a four-headed snake. Yeah. Now I've got Austin Rivers. So <laughs> people forget that. Like people pay out, um, the Houston Rockets. Phoenix did it first. Yeah. Right. Phoenix did it first. Phoenix really are ahead of the curve. You know? <laughs> with the with the Steve Nash thing and the, and then the three-headed point guard. Like yeah, they're really setting the standard. <laughs> Oh, and a five six point five did, eight. Did they have Nash at this point as well? Twenty twelve. Uh, no, nah, Nash. Nash goes to the Lakers. He like, just went to the Lakers. Yeah, okay. really well, that's another really reason fun. we need we need some point guard assets. Well, I'll put some some chips on Austin Rivers. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Great pick. Great. <laughs> Let's move on to the last pick, uh, Milwaukee, taken by Mike. I was um I was going through making my list yesterday <laughs> and when I got to this I was just bummed out. <laughs> By the fourteenth pick, it gets I was depressing, really like, it? do I just go and I don't have an option and I draft yeah. no one? I but trade the pick. You're just gonna try and get the best <laughs> offer on the table. Who's gonna give me an offer for this pick? <laughs> I've decided to go with Terrence Jones, who I know is not oh, in the league anymore. What? And here's my justification. That is I get I get two decent seasons out of it. Oh yeah. And I think and <laughs> that's I worth think it. That's better than any other option <laughs> on the table. Yeah. There's fair two enough. seasons where he averages like eleven and seven and looks like he could become an okay power forward at the Houston Rockets. Yeah, look, fair enough. I think that's better than that's any fair. other option. You, you, you get I him see. early, just um let him put his twelve points up in the Trade second value. season. 
and then Puff get him in. Yeah. Trade him. Look, Trade at, at this point of the tra- at this point of the draft and these in these draft orders, I always like to lean on a, on a on a stash at this point. So I've got a good stash that I'll throw you away. Mm-hmm. What about Thomas Sodoransky as a, as a I, I had him. Yeah, I had him up there too. He, he comes in in 2016, so you got you got an extra extra few years to tank it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, still get time to get get Giannis in there in in the, in the future. Um, so. I don't mind Sadoransky. I thought he was going to, like, when he first started the Wizards, he looked like quite a fun player. I expected him to be better this year at Chicago. Yeah. I think he could be out of the league in two years, to be honest. You think? If, if he, like, in Chicago, he's got all the chance in the world. There's no point guard there. They've got all the chance in the world to, like... I can uh, see him having a longer career, but just as, like, that, like, Sean Livingston kind yeah. of off-the-bench... Good point guard, you know, veteran just just makes good plays. I, Look, I, I hope, he's got a long. I career. hope Sean Livingston doesn't listen to this podcast and heard <laughs> that absolute disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like the, the Sean Livingston that was on the Warriors. Like I think Sadoransky, yeah, who has, was great. Sadoransky's yes, he was a starting point guard. In the just because. Chicago Bulls decided to start him doesn't mean he's a starting point. <laughs> no, I don't think he is. Well, look, he's he's a starter on a bad team. He's probably a, a sixth or seventh man on a good team. But, you know, he's a decent shooter. Um, two years before joining the Chicago Bulls, he shot 39 and 46% from three-point line. Um, he's big. Like, he, what, he's six foot seven? Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's when you're a big guard, you, you've, you've got years left on you. You don't have to be the quickest guy in the world. You, yeah. you can... It can be long, but um, that's fair. I and plus, just, you get the added benefit of tanking. That's that's really the justification. <laughs> Why? Well, it's not like Terrence Jones is coming in and turning my franchise. <laughs> I'm still in tanking. <laughs> but you're paying it. I'm paying it. Yeah, you're but paying the salary. Look, I'm just gonna get those two good years out of him. Yeah. Flip him on the second year. Maybe I get like a late first round pick out of it. Good point. You've yeah. got you've got the hindsight. You, you yeah. know when to trade. I know you that can he falls off a cliff, but I got two year window to really. Wheel and deal, Terrence Jones. All right. Well, speaking of bad picks and bad draft classes, uh, we will be covering the 2013 um, draft drafts uh, next time on the Draft Overs. So stay tuned for that. We've got some fun, exciting picks. Like, where does Andrew Wiggins go? Is that is that the Andrew Wiggins draft? Or am I getting ahead of myself? I think he's 2014. Is that Anthony Bennett? Is this oh, the, is that's Anthony right. Bennett? Yeah. Yeah. He, he has one again. Yeah. He, he has, has to be better draft. He has to be top three. I skipped him over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, look out for that Anthony Bennett draft coming soon. Um, and if you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe, like the videos, hit the bell so you know when our video is coming out. Um, and if you are on listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a five-star rating. Um, new videos coming out, or new podcasts, I should say, coming out every week. Um, lots of stuff still happening um, we're looking to start some fantasy content soon so again the start of the season's up in the air but it, it could only be a, a month and a half away so we've got to start thinking fantasy out there so if you're keen on that listen in um, otherwise good drafting with you boys and I'll, I'll catch you next time see you later see ya see ya